Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you think sports leagues should start counting tickets scanned at the gates or tickets bought? Why do you care? Now I've stopped going to any score sheet. Well, the NHL's good. The NFL's good. Who cares? You can see. Who cares? I'd watch the game. Buy a ticket and go. Because it's a lie. It's a fallacy. Why do you care? I used to care. But it's a fallacy. So I don't. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. We are on the air. It's hour two of the RP Show. Coming at you live from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino. And uh, we have... It's before a live studio audience here at the Stage Bar. And the nice gentleman down here said probably the nicest of anybody in Alberta since we've been coming here 19 weeks ago. He said we got to move the, the couch closer to the front of the stage so we can see all the guests. So that's what we will do beginning tomorrow. A big thank you to uh, CFL great two-time champion Jeff Fairholm last hour. How about this one? We welcome our good friend Benny Hebert to the stage. <laughs> the Tiger Woods of curling. You don't like that, but I do. It's false. It's false. <laughs> Fake well, news. At, listen to this. Four Briar championships, two world curling championships. You stop me if I'm wrong. Olympic gold medal, world junior curling championship. Those are all correct. Yeah. Those are all correct, yeah. No, yeah. that's good. I've had a good, good little career, good little yeah, resume. And he's not nowhere near done yet, right? No, hope not. Hope not. Yes. Uh, so Benny is here. In Calgary and has been for a long time. For all of our viewers and uh, radio listeners, if you want to look him up, Ben Hebert. I was out in Chestermere this summer, and they said, no, 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 it's a bear. I'm like, <laughs> pretty sure it's Hebert. I've known him 25 years. It's, it's Hebert. You still but get I it? I don't mind the a bear reference. You know, the one I hate is Herbert, eh? That's not a good one. The, the Phantom R. I'm yes. good with Hebert. I'm good with Hebert. So either or. But it it's is, definitely Hebert. It is Canada after all. So as we reset here into hour two and welcome all of our viewers that maybe weren't watching an hour ago or listening, we're on Game Plus television across all 10 <clears throat> provinces and 31 states. We're on WQEE Atlanta, 99.1 FM. And uh, we welcome all of the podcast listeners here right now. We went through today the NHL morning skate. From last night's games, there were 10. And to me, the highlight, maybe it was a good place to start with, Benny. We all know what we're going to get into. Even Ben knows what we're going to get into. But Phil Kessel sets an all-time NHL record, 990 consecutive games. It's a record in the National Hockey League on a diet of Coca-Cola and hot dogs. Hey, I love him. I've always liked Phil Kessel. How can we not? I think it took a little bit of a bad rap in a few of the cities he was in. Absolute superstar, wicked shot. I used to watch him a lot on the Leafs when he played with Bozak. You know, good Regina boys used to follow Bozy a bit. And uh, when he was going in Toronto, and then obviously Pittsburgh, he won a couple cups, and now he's in Vegas, and that's great for Phil. I think Phil got left off an Olympic team. Was it 14 or 18 maybe because of the maybe the aura about him or his that work ethic? he didn't work hard, yeah. Guy's a superstar. He play that many games. He's obviously, hey. Not every athlete has a six-pack, as I can, you can, I can see on me, too, right? I mean, yeah. I, you got I, pipes, I, lift, I lift weights, and I work out, and uh, maybe, maybe Phil likes to have a piece of pizza with his, with his uh, pop and then go score a hat trick. 
I like it. Sounds like a, it sounds like a fun guy to me. Uh, he sniped in the record-setting game last night too. I saw it. I Vegas won four two. A really nice goal. And I, all I'm saying, whether you train or how you train, you you have to train. But the point is, does this not tell you you either have it or you don't? Did you see an article yesterday of all his ex-teammates talking about yes. kind of? And they were all, drink water. Yeah, and they were all just saying though he's strong as an ox. He works out. He's huge in the gym. Squats like a you know. So he obviously works hard enough to get as many points as he's. He's 35 and he's still one of the best players in the league. Well, and he's played 990 games in a row and probably the hardest league to stay healthy. I play in my beer league Sunday nights and I leave and I got aches and pains with no hitting. And as our COO who was with us last hour said, uh, Lee Genier said, "There's no reason to think Phil's slowing down. Like he's going to shatter a thousand." And keep going, at least this year. Yeah, I love watching Phil. Good good for Phil. That's a, that's a big uh, feather in his yeah. cap. And going to be a tough one to break, I think. I don't know if anyone's breaking that record. Done, not this way. They don't make him that way anymore. I don't believe him. And, and by the way, Jeff Fairholm last hour said he roomed with Doug Flutie in the 90s with Toronto Argonauts. And he said Flutie never worked out. I would have no problem believing that. He's just very naturally talented. He's just a wicked athlete. We yeah. had a good chat with Doug last year when he was on our show, and he still plays hockey, he plays baseball, he surfs. He's just he's an active guy. Plays the drums, yoga. He's in a band with his brothers. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a total beauty. Doug Flutie. Yeah. So <clears throat> Ben Hebert here, the Tiger Woods of curling, and I only the reason I gave you that was just because of your temper, temperament on the sheet of ice. I get a little hot every now and again. Nothing off. Uh, you I'm working you on it. You took it as an insult, and no, I did no. not mean it that way. If anyone calls you Tiger Woods, it's a compliment. I love Tiger exactly. Woods. Exactly. He's, he's my favorite. All the ballers do love Tiger Woods because they get it. Of course. Oh, yeah. Right? But as you know, I've made a career of being misunderstood, and at this stage of the game, it ain't changing. But you guys, you told me you had a rough outing, uh, Grand Slam. Yeah, in Grand Prix. Yeah, we got off to a great start. New team this year, so we're kind of feeling, feeling things out. Won our first event, 7-0. Went 3-1 and our next event. You know, had a little bit of a good start to the season. And then we got whooped last weekend in Grand Prairie. But, hey, sometimes you need a little, little humble pie and look yourself in the mirror and keep working. But, you know, the f- three teammates I have, Brendan Botcher, Brett Gallant, Mark Kennedy, you know, it's been, uh, it's been four weeks of fun. Obviously, last week getting our butts kicked wasn't fun. But learn lots when you lose. We got a lot of hard work to do. We know that. But, you know, it's a team that I know that if we put the work in, we got the talent. And, you know, that makes me excited. So, and I've seen the work ethic these young guys have, and they're pushing me to work harder too. I need a couple more days off than them after an event. They're pretty gung-ho to go. I need a couple of rest days, but it's awesome. We're going to get there. We're going to be one of the top oh. teams. We just got to figure some things out. But, you know, a lot of good teams out there. We lost everyone from Europe last week. We didn't even play a Canadian team. So we got, uh, we got a little bit of work to do, but uh, it's been great so far, and boys have been working hard, and we'll keep climbing the mountain. How about that? You've got the right attitude. You always have. Stop the presses. I just looked up your Wikipedia here. You would know this. I was not aware that in 2019, Ben Hebert was named the greatest Canadian male lead in history in a TSN poll. Well, congratulations. How's that feel? I got I to gotta keep adding to the resume or someone's maybe going to pass me. I got to keep her going. The Phil Kessel now of curling. Right? Yeah. No, I, was, I mean, it was just a poll through some, I think, writers Dude. and maybe... Maybe That's some, amazing. Yeah, it was good. Hey, it's more of a resume thing. There's a lot of good leads. I'm not naive to, to what position I play or role player on the curling team. There's a ton of good leads out there. I've been fortunate to play with some wicked, unbelievable Hall of Fame curlers. Yeah. Been on those teams, won a lot. You know, I still take pride in my game. I still think I'm as, as good of a lead as there is out there. And 
I'm going to keep working hard, and I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to be done until I'm not. As soon as I clear, is there? There's a clear-cut guy who just passes me by, and I can't keep up with him, and I can't sweep with him, or I can't make shots. I'll be. Uh, I'll be in a different chair, but uh, I don't think that's the, that's the case yet. For those that just tuned in, we're just going to back up the truck up for a second. Ben Hebert here. How old are you now, Benny? I'm 39. 39. You'll be 40 in March. We'll plan a big party for that. Should be a good one. Um, Four-time Canadian champion, two-time world championship champion, Olympic gold medalist, world junior champion. He's a living Hall of Famer sitting here right now. But I'm always cognizant of our American viewers and listeners. It make up, I think it's 20 to 30% of our audience. What do you know about American curling? I know that we gave them a gold medal in 2018 when they beat Didn't, us in the semi. That yeah. one hurt. No, I mean, uh, I know it's growing down there. Uh, there's, there's small pockets maybe that it's growing, and obviously climate, I think, plays a big factor in that. But it's big in Wisconsin, you know, Bemidji. Uh, where else do they have, you know, I there's think. There's a curling uh, club in Florida, there's not one far in, from me. There's one in Phoenix. They do, a, they do a tournament there every year now, and it's growing. I think that uh, the Olympics, every four years, you know, I hear some Americans talk about how they love the curling and they watch it. You know, year to year, obviously, it's tough down there. You got Major League Baseball, you got NFL, you got all the big sports, right? So I don't think curling is ever going to be that even in Canada, whether, you know, compared to the United States, you're still going to have the big major sports. But I think it's growing a bit down there. And obviously, curling in the future, if there's ever a way to make it professional, professional and get the big money into it, it has to excel. It has to excel in the United States because Canada is not the we're not the corporate backing of, you know, driving a whole sport like the America. They win a gold medal down there. If you're Sean White, you're, you're Lindsey Vaughn, Michael Phelps. You know, we don't really have that in Canada, right? So it would be great if curling ever got there. But I think curling is in a great spot. It is growing in the States. They have a really good, they got two really good men's teams. They got a couple really good women's teams. So I don't really know much about their junior program, but they're, they're doing well down there. Was there not a huge to-do over the event in Las Vegas? And was that the Worlds this year? Over so, the ice? It was yeah, Brad Gushu that had a yeah, big Yeah, that was last year maybe. Yeah, yeah, it was... Hey, we can't talk hey, about I, that. I don't. I don't agree a whole lot with Brad Gushu all the time. You know, we're competitors and we knock heads. But he, if he was upset about the ice he had to play on in the World Championships, he was correct. It was tough sled, and I felt bad for the Canadians having to play on that. But I mean, hey, we've all played on some gross ice over the years. If you play long enough, as we do, and you play in World Championships and Briars, you're going to find some bad patchy uh, sheets of ice out there. And we've all played on them. But unfortunately, it happens at a World Championship. Uh, well. Does it mean anything that both teams play on it? You know, in a football game, you'd say that. Both teams got to play on this track. That's what the fans say. They do. It just it takes a lot of skill out of it. If, you, yeah, if, if, that's, I'm, that's if, you're, if you're a way better putter than me, right, and we're playing on nice, juicy green greens and you're putting it, you're probably going to out-putt me. Best putter normally wins, right? Use your skill set. We take it down, down off the putting green. We go down to the parking lot, and you got a little plinko going on. I could out-putt you there. Yeah. You know, it's kind of my, get it. that's my analogy. I absolutely get it. But yeah, and as and as top players, you want to perform and show all the work that you've put in prior to be great at your sport. You're on TSN. You're playing in front of the world. You want to you want to put on a show. Tough to put on a show when you're you're feeling naked out there because you can't make a shot. Very good. Well, well, yeah, that's a very good point. There you go. The best team won't win on bad ice. They can win. A little the great equalizer we call it. <laughs> right. Right. Um, from our viewers, by the way, we're going to hit Ben. It's 11-11 Mountain, by the way, 111 Eastern. Just pointing that out. But we'll hit him with all the football questions next segment. Because there's curling questions here. And Arlen Bruce, I'm going to get to yours. It's a great one. 
Uh, Colin in Ottawa, though, with a curling question, says, what are some differences, Ben, between your old skip, Kevin Cooey, and your new skip, Brennan Botcher? That's a good question. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm still learning Brendan Botcher a little bit. We've only played four events, and I played with Kevin for eight years. You know, they got some similarities. Skips are, uh, you know, smart guys. Quiet. They're both pretty, uh, both pretty quiet fellas, Brendan and Kevin. But, you know, I would say they're both little secret assassins. You know, Kevin had that it factor of being a skip and being a champion, and so does Brendan, which is good. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of similarities. I mean, they're different people, obviously. Brendan's an engineer. Kevin's a landman. You know, Kevin's 47, 48. Brendan's 30. So, you know, experience, obviously, you know, you give the nod to Kevin, but hunger and work ethic and mechanical mind, definitely Brendan is, is a step above. You know, Kevin's a little more old school in his approach, um, but they're both, you know, superstar skips and, you know, really, really great guys. I didn't really know Brendan too well coming into the season, kind of get to know somebody. Couldn't be a, you know, going into our team, no one really doubted our talent. You know, we had four really good players. You know, it was our chemistry. We're going to get along and like the guys. I couldn't be more, you know, pleased with the guys we're playing with, you know, having drinking. We don't drink as many beers at night now. We're drinking bubblies. We're the team bubbly, but we, uh, <laughs> we've, been, uh, we've been playing cards on the road, played a ton of golf together this summer. Guys are absolute 10 out of 10. And I always, you know, you never really know somebody until you play with them. You know, I played against Brendan forever, played against Brett forever. But now that we're on the same team, kind of getting to know them, you know, get to know their families, what makes them tick. Just great guys. I'm, ha- I'm having a ball. I feel, I feel, hey, I know I'm 39. I might be looking 39, maybe 35. I'll give myself a bit of credit. But I'm, I'm feeling 25 and rejuvenated with these young guys. It's I awesome. can see it. It's fun to watch. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun to watch. And I love our chats with Ben. Do I have you till for a few segments today? You got me till noon if you oh, want. Perfect. Me. I know you love the sports uh, topics just like I. And he is Bo Levi's best friend. So next segment, we'll talk about the future of the Calgary quarterback, the state of the CFL, plus the Calgary Flames, who I maintain is the number one team in the NHL. And nobody's arguing right now like they were three weeks ago at my contention on that. But Arlen Bruce III is watching. And you know AB, oh, two-time yeah. Grey Cup champion. He says, serious question. Which pro sport will have their first female head coach? NBA, CFL, NFL, MLB, NHL, or college football? You know it will happen one day. I, I, I saw this, so I had a second to think about it. I don't want to put you on the spot, but it's the NBA. I think they already have more female assistant coaches already than all those leagues. It's got to be the NBA. I, yeah, plus yeah. a pretty great league in the WNBA. Is that, could you not see one of their players going and coaching in the NBA? I mean, if I had to guess, I would, you know, no clue. I mean, there's probably a lot of yeah. deserving coaches out there that could get there, but I'd say NBA or, or you know, honestly, maybe NHL. Reason being, I don't see it being football just because the – the football leagues, you know, getting to that level are so male dominant. You know, you don't have a pro female football league where the women that play hockey that I went to the Olympics with twice, like Marie-Philippe Poulin, Megan Mickelson, Tessa Bonham, like they're superstars and they played at their level. Yeah. Coaching, very, you know, same sport, right? At a high, high level, same as the WNBA, NBA. So I would have to say the NHL or the NBA over football for, for the, that reason only. And, I'm sure it's not too far down the road. I think it's the NBA, uh, AB, but that's a great question. Yeah, it is a good question. My cousin, Christine, I don't like this question, Chris, but I'm going to put it to Ben anyways. He can handle it however he wants. <laughs> she wants to know where you keep your Olympic gold medal. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> my wife would know where it is more than I would know where it is, to be honest with you. My wife has all my memorabilia, you know, old Canada jerseys, Alberta jerseys, Saski jerseys, all my medals and stuff. 
she has them hidden for a rainy day for our kids probably, okay. but I don't, I don't know where it is on the day The reason I don't like the question is I've had friends that have had their gold medals stolen from yeah. international competition, so I, it's a pretty well-kept secret except for people that might leave a gold medal or a championship ring in the, the console of their vehicle. And that's not a <laughs> shot at Ben. I know that's tw- good or that's a good shot one. at Bo, but I know 20 guys that sure. have left their rings sitting in their car. I've left my gold medal in my car before. And you live to tell about it. Well, it's just you're at an event and you don't want to take it in. It's heavy and it's in your truck and you, you know. Really Yours is you very heavy. You don't really think about it in those situations, but no, it's probably don't. a dumb move. How, what's that thing weigh, five pounds? Yeah, I don't even know. Maybe a couple, two, three couple pounds. pounds probably. Yeah, that's enough. Um, a gold medal, can you believe that? It's enough. An Olympic gold medal. More with Ben Hebert when we come back and we will get into uh, football talk, some hockey talk, and of course more curling and your questions and comments. We're live on Game Plus TV from Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, your favorite podcast platform. YouTube Live and on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right, we're back. We're live at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. I got caught into chatting with Benny here. <clears throat> Lost track of time. And I was looking at the YouTube feed. Four-time Briar champion, Olympic gold medalist, Ben Hebert with us from Team Botcher. Who is the villain, by the way, of the curling tour, Brendan Botcher? You guys probably... Yes! <laughs> Buddy, he took such a... He is the least bit of a villain out of any curler I've ever... You know what he is? Everybody hates him. He might be the nicest guy I've ever curled with. Truly. Like, how did the persona come about then that people he, don't he, like it? He, he cut a guy after they won the briar. Molding. Molding. He cut him. They weren't getting along. Do you know how many, you know yeah. many times that happens in curling where teams aren't getting along and they decide to make a change? It All was obviously so deep that him and Darren weren't seeing eye to eye that they decided to make a move prior to the, to the briar, which they got to go to Canada. So that was an unfortunate situation, obviously, for Darren because he wanted to play in the briar. But as far as this, like, villain and bad guy and not a good person, like, Brennan Botcher is such a stand-up guy and such a nice guy and a great teammate. <laughs> that stuff is... Because even when it was going on, we didn't know. Well, I wasn't on their team. I wasn't texting Darren and Brendan about what was going There's on. There's a lot of curling drama, though, yeah, man. Yeah, so we were, we were kind of intrigued, like, what the heck is going on? And now that I've played with him, oh, man. Hey, he, he ain't that guy. I got it for our... Southern listeners, because WQEE is your southern home of sports and talk. Curling's like the NASCAR of Canada. The drama away from the field yeah. is as big as sometimes what's going on on the field. Yeah. And we get into that. Which, speaking of that, everybody is waiting. We all know that you're very close friends with Bo Levi Mitchell, the quarterback of the Calgary Stampeders. And I wonder what your take is. Are you 50-50 Ryder Stamps fan now? Or more Riders? Where are you? From Sask, but live here? I mean, if the Riders aren't playing the Stamps, I'll cheer for the Riders. I mean, I'm, I'm a CFL fan. I do kind of try to watch as much as I can still. Yeah. I'm a big NFL guy, so when NFL starts, if I don't love what I'm seeing in the CFL, I, I trend more NFL. But I really liked watching that BC quarterback, that Rourke, this yeah. year. He was, he was great to watch. You know, this little dynasty they got going on in Winnipeg is intriguing because... There's some you know, good storylines. Being a Ryder fan, playing the Bombers all the time, growing up on Labor Day, and, you know, you know, like Caleros having the concussions, and everyone thought he was done to be in 
one of the best players in the league. You know, it's, it's good. But then obviously with Bo being my, you know, business partner in our pod and being good friends and golf buddies, I, I cheer for him as an individual and met some of his teammates. And I've been in Calgary now for 11 years. So if the snaps do good, it's great for the city. When the flames do good, it's great for the city. So I would say the last couple of years getting to know Bo, I've cheered hard for him in the snaps. This weekend, if, you know, Bo's not playing, it's a nothing game. I have 12 tickets I'm giving away. I'm, I won't even be going to the game, but... Uh, Who's your NFL team? Just by oh, it's depressing. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but I love Kenny Overall, Pickett. Overall, it's been fine. Yeah, yeah, but I love Kenny Pickett. They're in for a bad year this year, but I do like the Steelers. But I mean, I'm a I'm an animal when it comes to fantasy football and a little bit of gambling on the weekends okay. with NFL with my fam. So was, I do love it. It was killing me not to be at Hard Rock Stadium Sunday night for Sunday night football. Didn't yeah. look beautiful there. Great game, wonderful ending. Way to go, Dolphins. Hashtag fins up. So, let's just walk it back a little bit and your yeah. take on Bo Levi Mitchell losing his starting job as quarterback of the Calgary Stampede. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. No, I mean, I didn't either. I mean, obviously, I don't have as much insight as you may think. He keeps that stuff pretty close to his chest. And, you know, when he's down in the dumps, I don't really like poking him and about stuff like that. But when things were going good, I knew, I knew going into this season, he was fired up. I know he really wanted to play well. He was healthy. Shoulder was feeling better. And he got off to a great start. He played really good his first couple games. And then I think he would tell you, you know, his last two games prior to being pulled, he didn't play very good. But the Stamps were 6-3. and three. And they were, you know, they were third in the West because of BC playing so well and Winnipeg being in the West now. And he lost to, I think, BC once in a great game, 41-40. Put up 40 points and lost. Okay? Read between the lines there if you'd like. And then he lost two great games against Winnipeg, actually. One in Winnipeg, too. It was a barn burner. And so I think he thought, you know, heading into the next part of the schedule there, got a couple softballs with Edmonton. You get Ottawa, you know, Montreal, Hamilton, teams that they're going to beat. Even the Riders, like, they're, you know, they're pretty trash this year. And when Bo got pulled at 6-3, and three, I think he was probably looking down there, okay, we can, that's a winnable game, that's a winnable game, and getting excited for the playoffs. And then Rourke got hurt. So now the Stamps are sitting there with all the cards, thinking they're going to get a home West final, and they pulled them. So I think he was a little bit disappointed in that. I mean, I was disappointed in that, you know, as a friend and even watching the Stamps. I thought that Bo could have lit those teams up pretty good. But they put Jake in. I mean, and, and no, no discredit to Jake. I think Jake is the future of the Calgary. I mean, hey, they made it pretty clear he's the future. Um, I mean, Bo got yanked there that one game. I think he threw a pick in the first half or maybe two picks. I mean, Jake's had two picks in three of his last five starts. Like he had three picks the one game, and, you know, his leash is a lot longer than than, uh, than Bo's was. So I think that, uh, I think, hey, it's pretty much guaranteed he's healthy. I know he's 32. I have talked to him. He definitely wants to play. I think if you look around at the state of the CFL, which I know you do, you're, you're avid in the CFL, it's probably only three teams where he's not the starter. You know, Winnipeg, BC, and then obviously Calgary. But uh, I think it's going to be an interesting offseason for him. I think he's going to have a lot of offers. And if he's healthy and his mind's in it and he really wants to keep going, which, which I know he does, uh, there's, going to be some, there's going to be some takers for him, that's for sure. And I think he's going, to have, he's going to find some success. Well, right there, you've given us more info than we had before because a lot of people thought he might retire. And you're saying that's no, not. No dice. Most guys don't when they can still play. Yeah. Right, and then yeah. you don't want it to end the way this could have ended, or looks no. right for him. So. I mean, even for me, I, I'm, I mean, I've never talked about retirement with Bo with his football. I just know, you know, I know, I know as much about his football from him as from golfing with him. We, we talk about football for ten minutes, and then we, 
you know, we grab vodka and hit drivers and pitching wedges. So, you know, I just know he, he doesn't want, no, he's, he doesn't want to go out like that. I wouldn't want to go out like that. He wants to go out on his own terms. He's a Hall of Famer. He's probably the, one of the best quarterbacks of all time in the CFL. And I think he still has a lot left in the tank, and he has some stuff to prove. I think he's, he's going to go somewhere and do well. Maybe a fresh start maybe is what he needs, uh, somewhere where he's the clear-cut starter. I think Jake played a few games last year and looked really good, which maybe soured the water for Bo coming into the season. And I've been following the, the Stamps beat writer there. Um, Danny Austin. Danny Austin. And, you know, throughout the training camp, he must have tweeted 10 times that Bo Levi looks like the clear-cut starter. It's not close. It's not a competition. It was a competition. It's not a competition anymore. So if they were going into the season with, um, you know, playing for that starting job, you know, Bo won it. You know, it wasn't given to him based on previous. So I think after Bo won it, he, you know, he, he felt good about that and he had a good camp. And then, obviously, the way it went... But, he's, you know, I will say this. He's taking the high road. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> oh, he, I could not he is, do it. He is taking the high road big time, you know, because I know deep down as an athlete and, you know, how, how he must feel about the whole thing. Ooh. But, you know, he, he's been a great teammate. It looks like he's been doing everything to help Jake, help the team win. He's there if Jake gets hurt. But I think he knows his role right now as backup. But uh, I think at the end of the season, I mean, he knows. I mean, everybody knows he's not going to be here next year. Is that still a secret? Because that can't be a secret. They already signed Jake, right? Yeah. So, so he's going to be going somewhere. And if you think that he won't be circling the calendar on the day he comes back here when Calgary comes into town, uh, I think you'd be highly mistaken. I'm sure a lot of our viewers and listeners are going, you sure talk a lot about this Bo Levi guy. And we do. He's from Katy, Texas. Played at Eastern Washington. Two-time Grey Cup champion. Two-time most outstanding player in the Canadian Football League, three-time All-Star, FCS champion, Walter Payton Award winner, Big Sky Conference Offensive Player of the Year. He is a walking Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. And what you're telling me right now is that he's not done, but for him to go somewhere, he has to go somewhere. So would it be Saskatchewan? Because you're hearing that. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard all the rumors that everyone else has heard. I mean, I think Saski could potentially be a spot for him due to what's happened there this year. That was a nightmare Disaster. for them. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the league, I mean, Edmonton needs a guy, although they signed that Cornelius, I saw. Yeah, he's long-term, yep. You know, I don't know what's happening. Where's the Grey Cup next year? Hamilton? Uh, yes. Okay, they don't have a guy. Toronto maybe has a guy. Old Bethel Thompson, he's... Macbeth. Yeah, Macbeth. You know, he, he's, uh, he can get it around, but who's Ottawa's guy? Trevor Harris? No, he's in Montreal. Montreal. It's uh, Jeremiah Masoli, who's hurt. Well, yeah, currently. he was hurt. I mean, I just, I just see that there being, you know, there's probably going to be three to four really interested teams. Uh, and one of them we know is Sass. Rose is watching in Edmonton. Rose, one of our priority one viewers. I love her. She says, I can't see Bo in Saskatchewan. He hates them and they hate him. Uh-huh. There's something just wrong with that rumor. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I come from Saskatchewan and I think that. How would you like to have uh, Matt Tuchuk or Brad Marchant on your team that everybody hates when, when they're against you because they're, they're feisty and they're gritty and they're, and they're playmakers and they're winners? That's what Bo Levi is. You know, and I think that, um, you know, coming from Regina and knowing the crowd there, Bo, Bo has a little swagger on him. You know, he's got a little ego on him, like a little pep in his step. And I think that Regina, if you're the starting quarterback of the Riders, you know, you get that attention and they, they love when you're the man and you're winning. And so I think you saw some indecisiveness maybe in their quarterback this year with being booed and stuff like that. Like, Bo doesn't care about that. <laughs> He'd He'd come out he would say, he would say, 
We should have got booed. We were trash. You know? You wouldn't say it hurt us. No. Place. Oh, God, never. Never, never, never. But when you win and he throws a ball into the crowd and he's loving it and then the stadium gets busy again, Regina's the best place to play when the riders are winning and things are going good. No, no questions asked. But they got to win, and right now they're not a winning team, so you're seeing some negative downfalls there. But I don't know if Bo's going to go there. I mean, I think, I, I think this. It's pretty crystal clear that Fajardo's done there, yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm surprised he might even, might not even come to Calgary this weekend. Like I here's here would be my my and I have zero. I have never asked Bo about this. If it was me and it's towards the end of my career and maybe I had two three more years left, do I want to go to Toronto or Hamilton and be buried by the Raptors, the Blue Jays, the Leafs, soccer team there? Like Toronto's just the CFL there is so small. When you go to Regina and you wheel in and Delari or Kappa, whoever. They got cars waiting for you. You're the man. You probably got a deal with Kip. 22 Fresh. You got all this stuff going. You're the man in Regina. And I think that to go out like the way he wants to go out being a Hall of Famer, I think it might be a good fit for him. Now, saying that, they're going to have to put a team around him because right now you know, the team's yeah. probably not up to snuff. Missing the playoffs when you're hosting the Great Cup isn't a, isn't a great look for those guys. But uh, I, I would say this. I have no clue but I, but some people say like there's no way. I definitely, I definitely see that there's a way. Uh, we'll get to your questions when we come back. Mandy in Edmonton says it's so awesome that Ben partners with Bo on the pod and comes on the show. Benny's good that way. I'm not sure if we'll ever get Bo. For me, that ship has <laughs> sailed. Uh, Mandy says Jake Mayer and Nathan Rourke are the stars and faces of the 2023 CFL season. Colin in Ottawa says would Bo go to Toronto? Didn't what he wanted him when he was a free agent last time. And Corey May in Winnipeg says Bo would put Hamilton in the Grey Cup. And Mandy also wants to know, you mentioned barn burner. She wants to know your definition of what that term means. So we'll talk about that and why not a little Flames in NHL hockey when we come back to Great Eagle Resort and Casino right after this with the great Ben Hebert on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Check out GreyEagleResortAndCasino.ca for the exciting lineup at the event center there this fall and winter. Darcy Oak this Saturday night, illusionist. He's amazing. He's like the next David Copperfield. I've seen him live. Scott Oak's son here at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. Check it out. See if there are tickets available. Just before more with Ben Hebert, a sports update here on Hour 2. The Toronto Raptors will shoot for their second straight win as they host the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. It's the first time the teams have met since the Sixers eliminated the Raptors in the first round of last season's NBA playoffs. Atlanta Hawks at the Detroit Pistons tonight, by the way. Third place in the Southeastern Conference. Hashtag true to Atlanta. Edmonton. Edmonton is the lone Canadian NHL team in action tonight. The Oilers can rise above 500 with a road victory at St. Louis, but the Blues blanked the Oil 2-0 on Saturday. Elsewhere, the Rangers host the Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning visit the Anaheim Ducks. Let me just mention the dub tonight. The Moose Jaw Warriors are at Regina to take on Connor Bedard and the Pats. Victoria visits the Red Deer Rebels and the Lethbridge Hurricanes are on the road to Swift Current. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room, the home of the RP Show Canadian Football Championship Party, Friday night, November 18th at Ballers Rec Room. 
for the Tab Brewhouse and Drive Through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. Ben Hebert is with us, four-time Briar champion, Olympic gold medal. She talked about you guys had your light lights punched out this weekend in the yeah. slam. Yeah, we got worked. 0-4. Wow. But some close games. I mean, teams are tough. Just didn't, uh, yeah. Nice-looking barn up there in uh, Fort, uh, GP. GP, yeah. Yeah, we didn't even get to play in the nice barn. We played in the other barn. We played in the Coca-Cola Center, not that, like, that bonnets. Oh, okay. And we played our provincials there last year. But, yeah, I mean, GP's great. Great curling town. I actually like going up there to visit. I got some friends up there, and my company does some work up there. So got to see a bunch of sponsors. Got out of there nice and quick, though, but uh, then we got back to work this week, get back on the horse. Uh, Terry writes in, says, welcome back to Calgary RP. Was just watching live from the Great Eagle for a while. Great venue. That must have been... Well, that's not, you're not Terry. <laughs> I thought it was you. Um, so Mandy goes, what's your definition of a barn burner? Barn burner, great game. Burns a barn down. Yeah, tight, tight game. Fans are into it. Back and forth battle. Never know who's going to win to the last minute. That was kind of what I thought that BC Calgary game was here. And uh, I think it was in July. They always have the great, they had both games here against BC have been great. Yeah, they were very good games. Um, yeah. And for those that don't know, hockey was played. 50 years ago in arenas, and some still are, that looked like barns. You know, that's where the word barn came from. That's the truth. And uh, the great games was like, we burned the barn down. So, you, know many, you know how many curling rinks I grew up curling in in Saski that were the old, the old barn shape, the red barn? Like imagine. the tin one in, in Chrono. Cold yeah. at all? Oh, man. Yeah, we didn't care. We were kids. But, yeah, that, that's what we grew up playing. You don't notice it when you're kids. No, you don't. Uh, the Flames, would you agree with me, are the number one team in the National Hockey League? I was at the game last night. Yeah? Yeah, our good friends at um, ATB. I went and hosted a suite with a bunch of first responders, cops, firefighters, EMTs. It was great. And uh, Lanny was up there. Of course he was. Had a little, had a little beer with Lanny, his beauty. But, no, hey, the Flames look good. And Don't I, they? Oh, man. Hey, Kadri is an animal. Two goals last oh, night. Oh, is he good? I know they, they, you know they really hyped Uyghur and Huberto coming, which and they, they're both huge assets. And Huberto is on the power play. He looks like you can't take the puck away from him. He's so big. He's such a good passer. He just sticks his butt out, can't get to the puck, controls the play. He's strong. He's, He's an ox. Such a stud. But, uh, man, Kadri looks good. He's not Lo- very big, hey? That's Who's that? Kadri. I feel that he's not, not Huberto hey, big. He plays big. Oh, I don't know how big he is, but he plays big. Trust me, I get it. Stanley Cup champion. He's getting paid big. He, he no. is worth every penny so far. But I went down to watch Warmies a couple games ago, and I was trying to take pictures of him to send to my brother, who I was just with on Sunday at his farm. I'm like, this guy isn't. He does play big. I'm just saying he wouldn't be much more than 200 pounds, I bet. I could look yeah. at it right now. Yeah, but, I mean, man, he hits. He grinds. You know, he, he's a... He's similar to like a Marshawn and scrappy guy like oh, yeah. that to Chuck that's in your face. He's mucking. He can score. I, I like Kadri from what I mean. I liked Kadri when he was on the Leafs. And then he obviously had great success in uh, Colorado. Colorado. But, yeah, he looked awesome last night. Hey, the Flames are deep. Their goalie's a stud. They got deep D. I mean, I only get to say you don't get to see everybody across the league because you only see the Western Canadian teams up here for the most part. But Calgary looks very, very good. I got him number one in the NHL. And I saw a guy put on Twitter yesterday, who is your favorite flame? And I had to think about it for a while. It might be Kadri, but I really like Blake Coleman. And I'm a goalie guy, but Jacob Markstrom's got to pick it up. Played great last night. One goal against, against Sid the Kid. 34, yeah. 33 saves. How was the barn, by the way? I said I drove back from Saski because I was storm-stayed for two days. It looked great on television. When Sid the Kid's there, there's 
there's a vibe. Hey, hey. hey. I, I have season tickets to the Flames. You know, my company, I host, I do some sales, take out some clients, but uh, there was a strategic play for me to go last night. I can go watch Huberto and Kadri whenever. I wanted to see Sid. I wanted to see Malkin. Did, he live, did they live up to it? Or were yeah, they- I mean, Malkin had a nice goal, power play goal. Sid looked good. It just, honestly, Calgary kind of bullied them. They were coming off back-to-backs against uh, Edmonton there. Calgary just looked great. But, yeah, I mean, anytime Sid touches the pocket, well, he, he ain't getting booed here. Everybody loves him. Everybody's there to see him. There was a buzz in the arena. I think, hey, if Sid would have got a couple goals and the Flames would have won 5-2, everyone would have been happy with that too. But, uh, you know, it's always great to see one of the best players of all time coming into Calgary. And as a Flames fan, and you always, like I say, you want the Stamps to do good, you want the Flames to do good here. City gets buzzing. It's more fun for everything. The city's going to be buzzing come, come uh, April, May, come playoff time because the Flames are dynamite. Great time for our show to be here, there's no doubt, in history. Flames are good. Stamps are always good. But, um, Mandy, I'll get to your question in a second. Just a few of the comments. Ryan in New York says, Colsey, former Albany devil. Sorry, Albany, as my U.S. friends have corrected me. He <laughs> says, great guy on and off the ice. Um, Allie is watching in Texas. She says, Blake Coleman is super talented. I may be biased. Aaron in Edmonton says, I wonder when Crosby will no longer be the kid. I'm imagining a 60-year-old retired guy called Sid the Kid. Tim Hunter, I don't know if you follow Tim on social media or not, but he put photos of warm-up with all the kids around the glass that were down there to catch a look at Sid. You know what I mean? Sid has that aura. He's earned that aura. He's he's, the Gretzky of our time. Exactly. He'd be, I would rather go right now. I mean, hey, if you watch the games, I watch a lot of hockey as well. McDavid certainly is a little more electric than Crosby is these days. If I had to pick to go watch a game, it would be Pittsburgh and Calgary or Edmonton, Calgary. It's not even close for me. You want to see Pittsburgh? Every single day of the week. Like, I, you know, Sid has however many years left of being a, you know, super. Hey, he's still, by the way, he's still unbelievable. If they do in a Canadian Olympic team today, Sid's your captain. Bar none. Like, he, was, he looked good out there last night, too. What, and, and, and coming into this game, he was, like, tied for fifth in the NHL in scoring. Ridiculous. Like, I mean, he's he is ridiculous. Three points each the first three games, Right? I think. He's gross. So, it's not like Sid's done. It's just you can see the new guys rolling in. But, uh, yeah, I love watching well, Sid. And the other thing was last night, on, I know you love leadership. And on the uh, – who doesn't, right? And on the yeah. broadcast, they mentioned that he's the captain. And I was like – for that long, he was the captain at 18. But it's not like they're going to take the C away from him. He'll be the C till, till he's done. Till he's done. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty cool too. Yeah. Um, Jeff Cabellos of Winnipeg wants to know who your NFL team is, and we covered that. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not good. Mandy says, you know, not good now. Uh, Mandy says, Rod and Ben, what are your thoughts on my idea that Bo Levi stays with the Stampeders next season as behind-the-scenes quarterbacks coach working with Dave Dickinson. What would be something less than 0%? Is there, is there such thing as that? <laughs> no, I mean, Bo, Bo's, Bo's, guys, Bo's still playing. Everyone think, you know, I get this sometimes, too. I can slightly relate in a much smaller scale because curling. Like, when I was winning... I mean, I won the Olympics when I was 26. I won the Briar when I was 24, 25. When you win young, the longer you go, people are like, oh, you're old, you're washed. Well, you didn't win until you were 31. So you think I'm six, seven years older than I am. I'm only 39. Kerry Price is 33. When I think he's 50. When I started curling with Kevin Martin, so I curled with Kevin Martin for eight years. His, his best four years were 39 to 43 with us. And you're just hitting it. I haven't even, I'm just, I just got to 39. Like, give me a year to breathe it in, you know what I mean? So, thing is with Bo, he's 32. I think Tom Brady put a little bit of, like, fake 
fake age into quarterbacks. Like everyone can play till they're 44 or 45. You know, that might not be realistic. But look at look at Caleros. How, how old is Zach Caleros? Uh, Zach's 33, 34. 30, okay. Maybe 34. Okay, so he's two years older than Bo. He don't look like he's slowing down, right? Realistically, could I see Bo playing until he's 35 at, at a good competitive level, get on a good team and make a championship team? 100%. Hey, do I think Bo could go to coaching? Maybe. Pro- well, pr- for sure, if he wanted to. They're saying broadcasting. Well, hey. It's easy and everybody can do it. Well, I don't know about that. But from, from working with Bo on the pod, he certainly has a knack for it. He watches a lot of sports. It's got that southern twang accent that, you know, brings a little bit of stuff up to Canada, which we don't have. But he did TSN last year, Great Cup, with Dunnigan and the crew, didn't he? Yes, and I heard it was great. He, he did a great job. Well, you're an athlete and you're in the game, and you can relate to the players. And I played against that guy. Well, here's what this guy does. Of course that's going to be valuable. Not you many know, people can say that. Exactly. So, so he'd be a stud there, but I think there's a time and a place for that for him, and I think he's got a plan. And he, he is not done, and he is not coaching uh, with Dave Dickinson next year in Calgary. No. Jeff in Winnipeg says, yep, Zach's 34. There Thank you, go. you. I know Zach quite well. Uh, oddly enough, never met Bo. Mandy says, I don't, ag- I don't agree with Ben at all. Okay, man. Great, but this is Bo's best friend. Well, so if you don't believe ba- him. Best friend is a stretch. We, you know, we are great friends. Neighbor? And we, yeah, yeah, he lives down the street, and you we play a lot together, of golf you together. You host a podcast together. But yeah. Well, he's, my, he's a good buddy of mine. Okay. Well, so what does she disagree about? What does she think? She thinks he's going to stay with the Stamps. <laughs> and uh, Right. And by the way, what we will get into when we come back is whatever you want to in viewer takeover. But let's look at the way Bo's handled it and Cody Fajardo's handled the same situation. And that's being demoted as a starting quarterback. So that and more when we return, when we look at tonight's NHL games. It's the RP Show live from Gray Eagle on Game Plus TV. YouTube Live and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Lovely look out of doors here at the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. They like the Flames. They love the Stampeders. That's my slogan, but that's what I've seen with my own eyes. Uh, Benny Hebert is here. Curling God. And there's a lot of comments have come in. Arlen Bruce III says, Bo is going to Toronto. Jeff in Winnipeg says, always a hoot, having been on the RP show. He's an RP show first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no doubt. First guy to drop the F-bomb on this show was Ben. You don't even swear on your own show. Uh, yeah, we did. We did. F-words? All of the words. Bull wouldn't. He always, he always gave me the gears, but I would All just let, I'd let, it, I'd let it fly. Okay, okay. Um, Corey in Winnipeg says, I love Ben's knowledge of sports across the board. He's all right. <laughs> the rumor, and this bothers me a little bit, and I was telling Fairholm this. As a matter of fact. Tell the folks your Fairholm story. I guess he, he's not just my favorite rider. No, I, I'd never met Jeff Fairholm until I came in here today, but growing stud. up in Regina, stud. stud. But I remember when he played with Austin and Tom Burgess, like back when the riders, when we had our university section ticket, section 27, you know, the poor people section where me and my university buddies went to, we had no money. We, <laughs> uh, I went to Jersey City, bought, we bought two jerseys, me and my buddy Quentin Stewart, works at Viterra now. 
We, we couldn't get the ones with the, the name plates on because it was too, too expensive. It's another 100 bucks. Hey, so we took them to my, my boys at Queen City Sports in Regina, Tony and Greg. They did them up for us for dirt cheap because I had done some curling stuff with them in the past. And we did Elgard and Fairholme, 1881. And to this day, I still have my Fairholme jersey. It's actually at my dad's in Regina. I think my dad wears it to the game still. But uh, So, yeah, I've had, two, I've had two rider jerseys my whole life. Lucius Floyd, 31, backflip city. And um, Jeff, Fairholme. Jeff Fairholme. So, yeah, and I got to meet Jeff today. That was pretty cool. And I got a Fairholme jersey, too. So yeah. how about that? I got to give a shout-out to our guy, Ryan O'Radio, running the controls at WQEE in Atlanta. He says, another great show. Thank you, Ryan. And I'm glad that you and the listeners enjoy this stuff that we're talking about because sometimes I feel like they think we're on another planet. What's this CFL stuff? For instance, you love those sports banquets, eh? They're so much fun. They're fun. Yeah, they're so, yeah. we've done the one together, the university one. Remember? Yeah, that was a it good one. You are, the breakfast. Yeah, so I was with Stu Grimson Saturday night in Lampman. We're taking questions from the crowd, written down on ballots, and somebody says, who will be the coach and GM of the Rough Riders next year? I'm like, Stu, do you want to handle that one? He's in Nashville. He's a hockey guy. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't say, know. What? They don't even know who these people are. But because of our show, grow the profile. So to that, and here's Allie in Texas. She says the same thing. Great show, guys. Have a good buddy. Thank you, Allie. Um, the rumors. Okay, here's a rumor. I don't believe it, but it's the rumor. The current special teams coordinator of the Calgary Stampeders, Mark Killam, will be the head coach in Saskatchewan next year. The offensive coordinator will be Mark Mueller, who's currently the QB coach in Calgary. Richie Hall will be the defensive coordinator, which completely you're drunk off your ass if you think this is going to happen, but that's the rumor. And you say if these things happen, then there's no way that Bo won't be the quarterback there. Where's Richie Hall right now? Winnipeg winning Grey Cups. I, as the defensive so coordinator. I, I am not even close to a privy as those rumors as you. I, I'd like to comment a it's, little I don't bit. want to be privy to No, that. I know. I'm just saying I, I haven't heard any of that. But, I mean, if I, you know, you said where do I think Bo's going to go, I, I don't know. I truly don't know. I mean, he's, I think he's going to have offers. However, if his current special teams coach in Regina, Mueller, who I know very well, I love Mark, if Mark's there, I mean, that probably plays a little bit more favorable for, for him going there. Um, but these are all hypotheticals that don't mean jack squat until something happens. I mean, who knows what the riders are going to do? I actually really like Coach Dickey. I got to know Coach there over the last few years. Salt of the earth. Great, great guy. And, you know, he's, is he going to be the, the, the guy that has to fall on the sword for the team here for missing the playoffs? I mean, I think that probably the riders are going to have to make some changes. If not, I saw that beautiful NFL stadium in the heart of downtown. Very empty. It's amazing, yeah. Very, very empty. But that place is, is uh, 12 out of 10. I still, when I fly into Regina and I see it, or you see it from golfing at the Royal Regina in the distance, you know, growing up, I'm like, I can't believe that's here. You know, it's, it's unreal. It's unreal. But it's an NFL stadium. It is an NFL stadium, but when it's empty, you know, that's not a good look, especially coming from Regina. They're, they, they're very proud rider fans, and they're, you know, they like to talk about being the best fans in the, in the, the country. But when you don't fill it, I think changes are probably coming. You know, whether that be their president or, you know, if it's Jeremy, and I love Jeremy too, I got a great relationship with him, or if Dickie has to take the fall, but I have no clue what they're going to do. I mean, how would I, I'm just curling. So it would just, be I'm hard just, to say that Bo will be the quarterback. Until you, you see know him. Who, yeah. yeah, I think, I mean, Bo, hey, if he's going to have some options, he's going to want to go talk to the GM. He's going to want to know who the coach is. He wants to know what kind of team they're going to build around him. You know, he's going he's gonna to be like Tom when he left uh, New England going to uh, Tampa. Tampa. You know, he's going to want some players. And how did it work out for Tom? Not bad. Work out for Tom? Everything works out for Tom. 
Doesn't it? Well, he's yeah. the best. Maybe last little while, maybe not. When's but the he's, next uh, time you're coming to Florida, by the way? And I'll tour you around. Tell how much they love Tom down there. Oh. Even South Florida. I love him, too. Where he's built a home. He's great. Uh, Kirk, watching in Saskatoon, Sass, says there has been so much talk on the Riders and what's went wrong. Who do you see as players and coaches as locks to come back to Sask? We've kind of just covered that. Rick Sawatsky's watching in Martinsville, and he says, you think Bo would sign with the Riders with our current O-line and without stable management? Ben's just addressed that. He will probably have his pick of teams to play. we got a minute and a half left here. Your thoughts on Cody Fajardo? and the way it's ended for him. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I don't know Cody. I think he had a couple great years there. Last year, obviously, beating Calgary in the West Semi and going to the West Final up against the Winnipeg Juggernaut. Probably a good run for him. I think Cody's a, I mean, he's a competitor. Runs hard. You know, he's a great runner. Obviously, I think the knock on him would be finding the open guy and getting rid of the rock fast enough. But, you know, like you say, it's a, I think the starting quarterbacks of the league today are the starters for a reason. And I think that there's a few uh, empty spots on certain teams that might want Cody. I mean, he certainly it looks like he's done in Regina. Obviously, they wouldn't have made that move. But, um, you know, seems like a nice, nice enough guy. I think he could have handled things a lot differently and played a play in the poor me card when you get booed. You know, that's certainly not my mentality as an athlete. I would have, you know, sucked it up and flipped him the bird and came. Not actually done that, but, you know, try to play great and, and get him to shut up by winning. Shove it down their throat. Right, right. But didn't we are we are out of time. Uh, Mandy says thanks for the show today. Rod enjoyed my time with you and your guests. Jennifer says excited for the Pats and more tonight. We've even talked about God's team and Connor Bedard. Maybe uh, maybe tomorrow. Um, yeah, Atlanta Hawks at Detroit tonight. The Raptors home to the Phillies. Three NHL games is going to be another great night of sports. Thanks for coming down, Ben. Okay, Roddy. Guess we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm as intrigued as you. Fun. See you tomorrow noon Eastern here on Game Plus and WQ. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.